Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Super Myers Briggs Turbo EX. I don't have a tagline yet, but we're just gonna we're gonna go into this and do the thing and just talk about stuff. Uh, today, I want to talk about like a full INTP breakdown. Not really full, I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna talk about whatever I can when it comes to being an INTP uh, and a little bit of my mental health experience. So it's gonna be sort of a mental health of an INTP from the perspective of an INTP and um, how that kind of relates to my life and some of my brain wiring and what I've learned from Myers-Briggs that can help separate me being an INTP from, you know, being a, 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 a person who's got some, some mental illness stuff that I'm working on. So um, let's hit the button. Let's do the thing. Let's hit the intro and uh, let's talk about it for a little while. Thanks for joining me. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Welcome to the show. I love listening to that intro. It gets me so excited. <laughs> so I'm really excited to do this show. This is the second episode. Uh, this is just something that I'm really excited to continue to do and talk about. Uh, I'm thinking about Myers-Briggs all the time, so it's going to be a great place to be able to just kind of let it all out and see if you guys like it. Um, so today I want to talk about INTP and mental health, mental illness, or specifically me as an INTP and my mental illness. Um, a couple quick disclaimers, um, really just one main disclaimer is that being an INTP does not immediately qualify you as uh, having a mental illness. That's not what I'm saying. They're not correlated in any kind of way. I'm just an INTP that happens to have cyclothymia, which is a low-grade bipolar disorder um, that affects my moods and uh, decision-making and and kind of there's ways that I've been using Myers-Briggs to better understand it. So that's really what I'm talking about here. But I'm going to relate, I'm going to talk about INTPs from, uh, I'm going to break down as much as I can about an INTP in general, what it means, and um, and go from there. So let's start with kind of breaking down what an INTP is. They are an intuitive, introverted, uh, thinking, perceiving type. So actually, let me let me reorder that. So it's I, introverted, N, intuitive, T, thinking, P, perceiving. Uh, introverted typically means that the, my inner world is my real world. And then going in the outer world is, is my uncomfortable zone. Uh, intuition is, uh, subconscious pattern recognition. So seeing things in the world and making connections and sort of predicting the future a little bit based on those connections. And then, um, thinking, which is going to be a little bit more analytical, a little bit more data focused, a little bit more objective. And then perceiving means that I prefer my perceiving function as my dominant form of, of extroversion. So that intuition, which is my perceiving function, is going to be an extroverted function. So I have extroverted intuition. Essentially, that is what that means. And because my main form of my main attitude is introversion. That means the other, my decision-making function, the T is going to be my introverted function. So I lead with introverted thinking and my secondary is extroverted intuition. That's going into cognitive functions a little bit, but um, that is essentially what it means. And 
and and as an overview, the four-letter code is a look into your cognitive function. So I'm going to be doing general episodes in the future about that to kind of give you uh, a little bit more of uh, some some things to reference if you need to go back and um, learn some things. But if you really want to dive in, you can also check out my easy mode course, which is at cnote.thinkific.com slash mbti uh, dash easy dash mode, or go to cnote.media. That'll be quicker. Um, <laughs> and you can sign up for the easy mode course and go through that in a few hours and be caught up. So, um, so to go into being an INTP, typically I'm, I lead with introverted thinking, which means my inner world is my reality. It's more my, my comfort zone. It's my place of being. Uh, and I like being alone. I really enjoy it. I love being alone, but being able to work through philosophical ideas and pontificate and learn things and do research and uh, solve puzzles, solve problems, and um, sometimes learn languages, which is like why the INTPs are, a lot of them are software engineers. It's just kind of like a natural skill and talent of ours. And some would say like the INTPs are responsible for the internet as a whole because we wanted to create a world where we can communicate without having to go outside <laughs> without having to communicate with people in person, because being an introvert means that especially being an introverted and, and intuitive type as well, um, typically means that our sensory information is going to be distracting. So I know for me that when I'm in introverted thinking mode, I need to focus. Like I need no distractions. Sometimes I'll put on music to keep my lizard brain happy. And if I am, being, if someone's talking to me next to me, it's going to be very distracting. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. Uh, so I like to do what I can to make sure that I can give a hundred percent attention to something and focus for typically hours at a time. So I've been podcasting. Uh, I've recorded three episodes of my other podcast, dopamine, which is dopamine.life. If you want to check that out, uh, I recorded three podcast episodes of that and I'm doing this fourth one here today. So you know, I focus and get a lot of things done when I can really just kind of do things on my own and not have to worry about other people and worry about other things because I'm not a feeling type. I'm a thinking type. So I really enjoy being able to logically think about things, deduce ideas, uh, talk about concepts and, um, not really have to worry about making sure other people's needs are met. Um, and, and really not worrying about, emotions or anything that I feel could cloud judgment or thought or anything like that. So I really appreciate being able to focus on that. And I really am not too concerned with what's going on in the outside world. I don't want to talk about celebrities too much. Sometimes I do, um, but I typically don't want to talk about celebrities or feelings or what's going on in social circles. I don't care about someone's sex life. I don't care about anything that's, you know, someone said some shit about some person, like, I don't care. I've got things that I'm focused on. I've got things that I want to accomplish. I got things that I want to make. And, um, that is my soul focused. And, um, that is pretty indicative of INTPs. And I've always been like that ever since I was a kid. I feel like I've been questioning reality since I was six years old, <laughs> the earliest that I can remember. And, um, Typically, that's butt up against uh, society throughout my entire life. I've had to ask a lot of questions about religion and why my parents are doing stuff. And I basically, I feel like, I feel like INTPs, and you guys can tell me if you're an INTP listening to this, I feel like INTPs 
come to realize that their parents and the people around them are fallible or crazy or stupid <laughs> or, you know, not as, as hyped up or perfect as like they, you know, other kids tend to think that they are, that their parents are. Um, I think we come to that realization pretty early. Uh, and at first when you're younger, it's, it's more of a disrespectful kind of noticing of that. But I think a lot of people come to that realization later in life um, in some shape or form and start to feel like they can be more peers with their, with their family or um, those around them. And I think INTPs pretty young feel like I've got a lot of this figured out. Why can't anyone see that a lot of this is crazy? And a lot of you guys are crazy. <laughs> um, and it becomes a challenge. Um, it's made me feel like I've been disconnected from society, from my parents, from my family for ever. I feel like I've been very isolated for a very long time. And um, ever since I was maybe 10 years old is when I first started to feel different, not only as an INTP, but someone who's dealing with mental issues, um, meaning I've been dealing with suicidal thoughts mixed with uh, bouts of mania, hypomania, when I was uh, as young as 10 years old. And how that relates to um, being an INTP is that there are different stages of development for an INTP, really for all the types. But for INTPs, um, they start to develop their functions pretty much in order. So their functions, the functions for an INTP are introverted thinking, extroverted intuition, uh, introverted sensing, and then extroverted feeling. And typically the first two are ones that you spend, I'd say the first 30 years of your life really focused on. I'd say the first 10 to 15 years of your life, you're focused on your first dominant function because that's really the one that sticks out the most. That's the one you're developing and working on. That is the most natural core being of who you are. And for me, that's being an introverted thinker. So I was very much aware of like my, you know, people and I was very observant and I was not very social and I wasn't really like playing very much. I was very analytical. I was reading books when I was that young. Um, and just trying to learn things and learning about myself and asking questions and, asking why I felt different. And so I was able to recognize at a young age that I was feeling depression or feeling cyclothymia essentially. And the first time that resonated with me was when I was a kid reading about um, manic depression, which is what it was called at the time. This was like the early nineties when I was like six, um, actually no, a little older than that. Actually I was closer to like maybe 10 years old, but um which was like mid nineties. Then I was born in 85 for reference. Um, I'm 32 years old and I found a book at the library called an unquiet mind, which was about um, manic depression. And I felt while the extremes of it were things that I didn't quite relate to, I thought the swings were definitely something that I related to being able to feel like I wanted to die one second. And then, you know, the next week or the next day, sometimes depending on what's triggered it. Um, I feel like I can, I'm indestructible. I can take on the world. I could do anything and I want to do anything and I want to take over the world. Um, so I was aware of that at a young age. And mostly aware of the depressive side. I think it's difficult as a kid because as you get like grandiose feelings and you feel like you just want to take risks and do things like that's often indicative of the childhood experience. You know, you just want to go out and play. And for me going out to, and, and playing was like 
I want to go jump off things like high things and <laughs> like just the risk my life. Um, and as I got older into teenage years, that, that translated into like fighting my dad more, both, um, argumentatively and then sometimes physically as well. We had some, some difficult things in, um, when I was a teenager and, um, you know, him, him and I have, have since resolved a lot of things. We're in a much better place than we were then. But, um, when I was a teenager, it was definitely rough going and, um, you know, we didn't connect. Uh, he was definitely an introverted or an extroverted sensor. Uh, and I'm an introverted, uh, intuitive and that's, creates its own disparity, um, pretty succinctly. And he's pretty sure he's a feeling type as well. And I'm a thinker type. So there's just a lot of, there was a lot of challenges there. Let's just say, I won't go into too much detail there, but as I started to get a little bit older and started to develop my extroverted intuition, it also started to manifest a little bit as hypomania. So I was going out and enjoying things, but I was taking too much risk and I was allowing myself because of my mental illness to go to a place where part of the the risk and the optimism and idealism that comes with extroverted intuition was translating into not caring about my own life as well. So that would result in me fighting with my dad much more like, like, not worrying about any kind of physical threats or, or arguing to the point where my life could be threatened by anyone. I was starting a lot of fights. Um, and I was, once I started drinking, I drank for the first time when I was around 15 years old, which was probably one of the earliest examples of me just letting go and having my intuition just kind of go with things. Um, uh, I started drinking at a young age and going to parties and, and doing all that stuff until probably the earliest uh, sign that I can remember of sort of blatantly letting my mind take over was I was drunk one time we were walking to a high school party and I luckily there was someone behind me, but I just stopped in on the sidewalk, turned to the right, started walking into traffic and there was a bus coming and I started walking towards the bus to cross paths with the bus. Um, luckily my friend saw me do this and I was walking slow and he pulled me back. But that was an example of hypomania taking over in that moment where I was just letting go and, um, you know, in an unhealthy way. Now INTPs are going to develop their extroverted intuition in their late teens, early to mid twenties and really start playing with it. But for me, it was dangerous. It was dangerous for me to just let go um, because my mental illness was allowing that as an excuse for me to commit self-harm through risk, um, through, through careless risk, and which was detrimental to my personal growth because as an INTP, I need to develop that. I need to have more room to be able to grow and change. But, but I think where a lot of natural INTPs will see their limit and pull back and stop. I did not see a limit and the limit for me was death. So that was a challenge. Um, all throughout my twenties, I had binge drinking issues. Um, I had a couple of other scenarios where I put my life at risk and, um, got into a place where like I was fighting with my, my parents more and, um, you know, causing sabotage within my relationships and creating all sorts of chaos that was not obviously not good for me and not good for my life. Um, 
but that mixed with being an INTP created its own challenge because like hypomania and extroverted intuition are like, they feel like elusive best friends. They feel like the devil and angel on each shoulder. Like the angel is like, yeah, go play. And then the devil's like, yeah, go play. <laughs> and it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's detrimental to my growth. Um, uh, the, the reason that I started to change and really mature from it was I had a situation where I binge drank too much, ended up in the hospital, lost my car for like a month and a half. That's a crazy other story. I don't really, really get into cause it's really exhausting to tell. Um, but I had that crazy thing happen and it changed my perspective on at least the drinking aspect. I stopped drinking so much. I started taking care of my health a little bit more and being a little bit more aware of my mental health. Um, there was a time for a long time where I didn't really think about it being a mental health thing. I, it's really only in retrospect that I can really connect the dots to it being a mental health issue. Uh, I was, when I was younger, I looked into it, but when I was like in my twenties, I kind of just were like, I don't know, maybe this is just my personality. Maybe this is just who I am, but I definitely was aware that I was dealing with some form of depression. I just got so used to it that, um, it was, it was my thing. So let's kind of like fast forward to earlier this year, now 32. Um, I went through a divorce and went through a lot of issues with, um, you know, intermarital confusing things going on and um, going through like continuous cycles of what felt like self self tap sabotage. Uh, I started to take the beginning of this year as an opportunity to learn more about myself as an INTP to try to separate what was going on with me from a personality perspective and what was going on with me from a mental illness perspective uh, and really trying to separate those two things. So I was learning more about cyclothymia because I went through therapy the year or so before and learned more about cyclothymia, learned more about what it is that I was going through, started to connect the dots in my past. And I wanted to do the same thing as an INTP, start to connect the dots in my past and find ways to look at it from a, uh, um, a healthy kind of dissecting kind of perspective. So from there, I started to learn basically what I've been telling you so far that my past was focused mostly on introverted thinking when I was younger until I was like 15. And then like my extroverted intuition wanted to be developed and grow, but it was immature. And my hypothymia, my hope, my hypomania as a result of my cyclothymia took advantage of my extroverted intuition and kind of like insert, like ins uh, inserted itself into that form of my development and not only stunted it, but took advantage of it and could have killed me as a result of that. Um, so that's been a challenge. That's been a really, really interesting, unique challenge that I've been facing as an INTP with my growth, because again, that extroverted intuition is a key component of being an INTP. And it's something that gets developed from your adolescence to around your thirties. Um, so being very deliberate about that growth and learning it is trying to help me to get to stage three of my life, which is understanding more of my inferior functions and how that's coming into play. So when I'm starting to learn more about myself, now I realize I've had enough of recognition 
between being an INTP and my mental illness to see a little bit more granularly what is going on. Lately, I've been experiencing stress from lack of money, which is lack of security, which is something that SI is very focused on, which is my tertiary function. SI stands for introverted sensing. Um, in the genius system, which is uh, personality hackers car model system, you can go check them out. They refer to it as memory. And that memory function mixed with my introverted thinking has really allowed me to nitpick all of the details of my past and make those correlations. So I'm really grateful for that function, but also that function is responsible for safety and security. So when I'm not doing well money-wise, it kind of creates this panic. So what I actually think is happening these days that when I start to get into extroverted intuition, that means going out and spending money and playing and enjoying my life and connecting with people and doing things, my introverted sensing is putting a halt to that and is creating that crash that happens from hypomania to depression. So it's like, it's like an engine being revved up by extroverted intuition, I go out and I play with people and I do things and have fun and I spend money and I am enjoying, I get the dopamine hit and enjoy everything that's going on. And then I get this realization from my extra, my introverted sensing, my my tertiary function where it says, it's basically telling me to stop, stop what you're doing. Don't spend money. You can't go crazy. If you let yourself just let go, then you're going to kill yourself you're not going to live anymore. You're going to do something reckless. You're, you're not going to do this well. So I, and, and that makes perfect sense to me based on being an INTP mixed with my mental illness. Um, and I know all these connection points are uniquely my connection points. These are things that I'm connecting that are help that is helping me understand what's going on. This is not anything that is clinically proven or even Myers-Briggs certified in terms of connecting those dots. But but the correlation is too strong for me to ignore that the ex my extroverted intuition and introverted sensing are at odds with one another. And um, that is causing a lot of this depressive and um, the, basically the crash that comes from hypomania is the result of my SI interjecting and saying, no, you can't go crazy because you're going to hurt yourself or because you're going to spend too much money or you're going to be reckless and you're going to make things worse. Um, and then my inferior function, extroverted feeling, you know, steps in and says like, yeah, man, we need to make sure everything's cool. And extroverted feeling is about harmony, which is another term used in the genius system on personality hacker. Um, harmony is about making sure other people's needs are met. And, since I'm with someone that I really care about, that introverted sensing is stepping in and extroverted feeling is also saying like, yeah, that's a really good idea because you're going to end up hurting this relationship or hurting yourself or whatever. And, you know, you should just stop it. So, you know, my extroverted intuition feels kind of outnumbered because my introverted thinking is, is doing too much and is kind of exhausted. So I know all of that sounds really abstract and it's kind of amoebas, but that's the way that I understand it. And that's the, that's basically where I'm at now is understanding and trying to figure out ways to satiate and satisfy that introverted sensing so that I can go out and play and not feel like I'm going to hurt myself or that I'm going to be wasting money or anything like that. I know the easiest way to do that is to just try to continue to make money, to try to sell things, to try to 
create a little bit more of a sense of financial security. But um, that part of the extroverted intuition leading to reckless behavior because of hypomania, that part's still a little bit tricky. Um, I don't know how to necessarily resolve that. That's something I'm still working on and trying to understand. But but as an INTP who has a mental illness such as cyclothymia, that's like that's what my world looks like. That's what my life looks like. So I spend a lot of time in my introverted thinking um, because it's safe, because it's comfortable. My introverted thinking is not typically going to lead to any kind of depression or hypomania on its own. That's not to discount what I'm saying. All he, all of this, with all of this, it's not. It's not to discount the chemical aspect that's going on because it's all chemical, but. So is being an INTP. So is your personality type. It's all about your brain wiring and cognitive connections. So it makes sense that those things could fit together. This, your personality type and your, your brand of mental illness, as it were, um, working with one another. So, I mean, something I would talk to your therapist about if you are, um, dealing with any kind of mental illness and you know your personality type, you know, they can maybe help you understand a little bit of how your mental illness is affecting and jumbling up uh, your cognitive functions, essentially. So I, I'm, you know, trying to understand that a little bit more for me. And I think that could be useful for you guys. So this was kind of like a little bit of a crossover between dopamine, which is my mental health podcast, and this one, which is now a Myers-Briggs specific podcast. But I wanted to get you, let you guys know a little bit about me as an INTP because my experience is just going to be a little bit off kilter because of my mental illness that I experience. But there are definitely things in my past that are unique to just being an INTP, uh, which is, you know, again, pushing against the status quo all of the time, asking questions all of the time. I'm not religious at all, um, which is not, not to say that INTPs can't be religious, but the common experience is that it pushes in the other direction because we're constantly questioning things. Um, and you know, I want to do episodes in the future about kind of trying to enter phase three, which is where I feel like I'm at right now, where I'm trying to understand my other functions. I'm trying to understand how I can, you know, be a little bit more, uh, grounded and embrace, you know, my INTP superpowers versus what society expects of me. So we'll do some of that stuff in the future. But for now, uh, you know, that was a pretty comprehensive breakdown of what an INTP is mixed with who I am as an INTP mixed with my mental illness, which is cyclothymia and how that's affected me in my life. So I know this was a lot. If you're new to Myers-Briggs, this could be really difficult to follow. So certainly follow the link in the intro if you're listening on Anchor. And if you're listening outside of Anchor, just go to cnote.media and look for the, the Myers-Briggs Easy Mode course, which is a free course. It's like four to five hours of um, free content of me just talking about and introducing you to the concepts behind Myers-Briggs and like what the four-letter code means and why and, and how to get you closer to understanding so that you can follow along on this podcast and do the advanced course that I have and then take individual courses, learn more about your personality type. If you're dealing with mental illness, it can certainly help you talk to your therapist a little bit easier and maybe understand some things in your past a little bit more clearly. So that was it. That's it for this episode. 
Uh, I think that was pretty, um, pretty clear and well-rounded. If you have any questions about anything that I talked about specifically or INTPs, or if you want to know more about your type, or if you have any questions about your type, um, if you take the easy mode course and have questions about that, you can certainly reach out to me about that as well. So if you're listening on anchor, hit me with, up with a voice message, um, or hit me up at my, any of my personal social channels at let's go C note and uh, go to cnote.media to check out all the courses that I have there. I have an easy mode course, an advanced course, and I'm working on an INFJ course and a cognitive functions course. So there's a lot of things going on there. Um, but I appreciate you guys for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Hey, thanks for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay.